Hey, before we dive into today's episode, I had to let you know that I just launched my brand new Front Row CEO virtual staffing agency, and we provide efficient, reliable, and affordable virtual assistance for your business. After personally vetting more than 100 VAs and matching them with clients, I know now that we have a proven system to find your perfect match virtual assistant. And we're not your typical agency. We, the team, have extensive experience with all aspects of the hiring process. And we take pride in personally selecting top-notch virtual assistants who will meet your unique business requirements. Our vetting process is super unique, and we continue to optimize this process to make sure we are only finding the best of the best VAs. We also uh, do not charge ongoing fees or manage and mark up your VA's wage. So you can learn more about this at ceovirtualstaffing.com. And right now we have capacity for 30 new clients. Uh, if you are number 31 or 32, that doesn't mean that you, um, you can't join us. It just means you might have to wait a week or two. So go to ceovirtualstaffing.com. Now let's get into the episode. Hey guys, it's Gary Vay Nerdshop, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast with our girl, Jen. Our guest today is the financial coach for six-figure earning service-based women entrepreneurs. She takes a holistic approach to help business owners implement a system so that they can more easily save for taxes, actually pay themselves a personal paycheck, build their savings, pay down debt, and feel organized with the finances in their business. Her zone of genius is taking the complicated back-end money stuff and simplifying it so you can feel confident and like the true CEO of your business. Welcome, Mandy Thomas. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So we met in my Front Row CEO program, which we're not going to talk about today, but I was completely blown away by your systems-based mind. You demonstrated for us some ways that you have been taking your virtual assistants through a trial week, and you're incredibly meticulous. You, you definitely have a systems mind. And of course, as we got to know each other and I learned of what you really specialize in and that you're a financial coach and that you bring in uh, systems and help CEOs um, master this, I was like, oh man, we got to have you on the podcast because, because it's so needed. So many of us entrepreneurs really struggle with this because it's not like being a good entrepreneur and being good at finances are the same thing, right? Like contrary to actually in my 10 years of coaching people in this realm, I think a lot of people are struggling with this. So let me stop yammering and ask you, uh, let's start off with what are the, the biggest mistakes that you see entrepreneurs make when it comes to their finances? Absolutely. So the first one is not separating your business and personal and really running them as two separate entities because they really are. And I've seen people all the way up to the seven figure mark still having co-mingling. And I'm going to tell you, because you hear a lot of people say like, make sure you separate. We need to go deeper. Like, why is this so impactful? Yes, of course, for taxes and for like, you know, running a real business. But also what's happening is when you have them co-mingling, you cannot tell. It does not matter how good your, your bookkeeping is. 
you still can't really tell how truly profitable are you? Where is that? Because there's just so much, like you don't have any clarity. And that is one of the biggest things that people come to me that they know that they need right off the bat is they're like, everything's messy. It's a disaster. I don't have any clarity. Well, the first step to getting clarity is they need to be separate. The other thing is you will run your business completely differently when you see the two separate, because now you have two checking accounts that you don't want to overdraft versus a lot of people will keep it in one because they're afraid that they're not going to have enough for, you know, kind of all of their, all their expenses. And so that is the first and foremost thing that you need to do. And if most places you don't have to pay a fee for your business checking account, but if you do see that as one of the best expenses that is going to help you to be more profitable. The other thing I see is when you have that clarity of where you're at, even if it isn't what you're liking seeing, maybe things feel a lot tighter when it comes to cash flow, you will make different decisions in your business, you will take bigger actions, you will do things you've been procrastinating on and your profit will grow faster. So the longer that those two are together, the less profitable your business is going to be. The other thing is you're really putting out into the universe that you want more money coming in because there's actual places for it to go. You feel responsible with it. So that's the first mistake is waiting to do that way too long or having, you know, a business checking account, but really kind of things are still commingling. You want it to be completely, completely separate. The second mistake that I see is not paying yourself consistently. So even if you're not set up, you know, as an S corp and on payroll, I still want you to pay yourself on a very consistent basis. And what I want you to think about is the more consistent you're getting paid and the more that it feels like it's going to be consistent versus you just taking money from the business to transfer to your account personally, when you have a, a big bill coming up, The more that you really operate from, like think about if you had a nine to five previously, you probably got paid twice a month, uh, potentially on set days or, you know, uh, biweekly. And it was a lot more consistent. You can absolutely get there with your business. And I will tell you when you're paid on a very consistent basis from your business and it's enough to actually cover what you need versus, you know, transferring multiple times a month just when expenses are coming up. You feel so much more grounded. You aren't coming from a scarcity energy. You will also, again, not only make more money, but you'll also have more bandwidth and energy because it's not exhausting, you know, always worrying about it, not knowing when you're going to get paid. Because I see for entrepreneurs for a really long time, not really ever paying themselves from their business. And the more that you go on like this, the more that your business can kind of be, you know, a cash eating machine versus like an actual profitable thing that is paying you. So that's a really big thing. And now in the beginning, it can be hard to actually start implementing this. What I want you to know is to think about working up to getting paid twice a month. I think that is the best schedule for entrepreneurs. A lot of times paying yourself like on the first and the 15th of the month can work really well. That's when I have a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with paying themselves or the 30th and the 15th of the month, that works really, really well. But in the beginning, that can be hard because you need to build up enough of a buffer in your business checking account. So what I tell people in the beginning is to transfer yourself a set amount, maybe every Friday, like pick one day a week and do it weekly until you have enough buffer built up in that business checking account that you can wait two weeks to transfer to pay yourself. Because your business completely changes when you actually feel like personally, you're being compensated properly, and you just feel way more grounded with money. So those are the two biggest mistakes and things that can drastically increase how much money is coming in, but also how much you're keeping when you get those two in place, and you do them consistently. I love this. Is there a formula of some sort 
that can help us figure out once we get that buffer account, I mean, that buffer amount in the checking account, how much to pay ourselves. Yeah. So great question. It totally is going to depend on, you know, how much your business is making and what your expenses are personally. So what I would recommend first is to figure out what is your goal actually needing to be for you to get paid personally? So I have a spreadsheet that you can use to fill in your numbers to see what that would look like. And I can, I'll provide that link to Jen and she can put it in the show notes or whatever, but basically first figuring out what are your personal expenses? So you know what you're working up to, because it it really depends. Sometimes there's maybe you have a, a partner and they're bringing in a lot of income so it can help offset it, but maybe it is just you. So that number does need to be bigger, faster. So Figuring out what your personal expenses are is the best way to figure it out. And what I do with entrepreneurs when they first come to me is really helping them to see like a tiered system. So almost three different numbers. One is like the bare bones. So if they're newer in business or they don't have as much cash flow or cash flow really varies, then we're going to start working them up to being paid that bare bones amount. And then the next tier would be including, you know, a little bit more maybe towards debt or towards something that I call like savings buckets. And, and then that third one, that will be, you know, more money. So they're living, you know, a more comfortable life. So I love entrepreneurs seeing that three tiered system instead of just, you know, a a big number that feels so far off, because the more we can break it down, the easier it feels for them to achieve. And what this might look like for someone in the beginning is maybe they're transferring themselves 250, you know, weekly, maybe it is 500 weekly. So kind of really look at your cash flow. And even if you're not transferring yourself exactly what you need to right now, the biggest and most important thing is to get it a habit, get that amount consistently, and then you can just keep bumping it up from there. That's exactly what I did in the beginning of my business. You know, I wasn't, wasn't making a lot. It wasn't what I needed to live personally, but I just kept bumping it up and I made it consistent and it made it actually a lot easier to make more money in my business because it felt like what I was doing was actually getting me ahead financially because I had consistency there even though the money wasn't quite enough yet. It's so funny because on this podcast, it really doesn't matter what we talk about. It always ends up boiling down to consistency. You know what I mean? And whatever we do, consistency is king. Consistency is the name of the game. Maybe that's going to be my word again for the year. I don't know. All right. My next question might actually have already been answered, but maybe beyond separating out our business from our personal and then also paying ourselves, what are some other of the most impactful things that we can do to maybe get off to the right start this year for 2023 with our finances? Absolutely. So the biggest thing is to think about increasing your financial intimacy. So what I mean by that is none of this will improve unless you're looking at the numbers consistently. There's no way you can make changes unless you know what they are. And that is a huge fear for people is to actually look at their money, whether they run a business or not. So just understanding what one of the biggest roadblocks can be is just basically taking like that avoidant behavior. And that's the most common behavior I see from the vast majority of my clients when they come to me. So understanding that that is one of the biggest things you need to do is to look at the numbers on a very consistent basis, even when it feels uncomfortable. And the more the people who are the most intimate with their numbers are the people who are growing their mission faster. They're able to help more people and they run a profitable business. Because they look at the numbers, not just when it's great, because the numbers will get great because you're intentional and you're looking into it and you're dealing with it when it doesn't feel good. So I'll just share, for example, when I started my business, my journey was very different than a lot of other people's. I didn't start it as a side hustle and then make, you know, a nicer transition, already having clients in place and money coming in. 
I got very sick in my mid 20s from extreme financial scarcity, even though I had saved and invested a quarter of a million dollars by the time I was 26. For me, I got so sick, I had to leave my career as a power engineer. I went back to school for a year. And I had no income for 13 months before I started my business. And then I invested heavily into it. So when I was updating the numbers, I can tell you they were so uncomfortable because there was no money coming in. And there was money going out both personally and in business. I managed to not go into debt because I looked at them when honest to God for a solid 24 months, they sucked. They sucked every month. Emotionally, it didn't feel good. It did feel anxiety producing, but it also helped me to step up and do the stuff that I was afraid to do. So I want you to know that you have to work through looking at the numbers when they are uncomfortable for them to feel a lot more comfortable. So really increasing, it's just like in a relationship, it's only going to go so far if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable with that other person. So really that take that and apply that with your finances as well. So I really want you to think there's two pieces when you break this down. One is actually sitting down, looking at the numbers, taking action on both the personal and the business side on a very consistent basis. Get this in your calendar, like a money date. Treat it as if it's a very important doctor's appointment. Don't miss this. I used to have it every single week on Friday morning is when I would dive into my money in the beginning and I needed it in my calendar because it was the one thing I really honestly didn't want to do even though I am a numbers person. The second thing I want you to think about is working through and processing the emotions that are causing you to avoid your money. All the reasons it feels icky, it doesn't feel good. So, you know, the feelings of scarcity, shame, fear, worry, anxiousness. And what I find works very well on the processing side is to use something called tapping, emotional freedom technique. I'm a huge fan of it. And what I'll tell my clients is, let's say you don't want to open up any of those accounts. You don't want to open up a spreadsheet, whatever that is. I want you to be super honest and say out loud all of the things you're feeling, the fears, the worries, and to tap on that. So that's something you can look up on YouTube uh, if it's something that you are not familiar with. And basically, just think of it this way. like Think that you're talking on the phone to someone who's a really safe space and you're telling them like, you know, there's not enough money coming in. You know, I feel like I feel like I'm not making enough. Like be really honest as to those things that are actually going through your head and and dump all of those out, get them out. It actually feels very freeing to feel heard and understood, even if you're not talking to anyone and you're just doing this on your own. And then after you get everything out, the fears and the worries, then start saying the things of how you want to feel. So that's more like affirmation based. No, I want to feel really good about the income I'm making. I want to feel like I can pay myself really consistently. I want to feel grounded with money, whatever that is. But I find if you just try and do money affirmations, they really don't go very far. But when my clients do the negative tapping first, it makes it so you can actually then focus on everything else versus staying stuck in those emotions. And then your business will also stay stuck as well. So that's something for financial intimacy to increase. You need to sit down, you need to put the work in even when it's uncomfortable. And when it feels uncomfortable, do tapping, do something to move the emotions, the emotions out of your body. So it doesn't keep you stuck and constantly avoiding the numbers. Love this. What if you're someone who who really is is so disorganized at this point that they don't even know how to look? Is there a favorite first step in organizing your finances so you can even look at them? In other words, is it enough to just open up the the bank statement, the online bank statement, and reading through it? Um, is it better to have some sort of basic like? Uh, create some sort of basic 
a checklist or something that says, okay, I'm going to look at my balance. I'm going to look at my, I mean, I, I really think that, that for a lot of people, even that step is daunting, like where to look, what, what do they look at? Absolutely. So what I would say is to find someone that you want to follow online, that you can consume their information, who is a financial based person for entrepreneurs and use any of their free templates. So for example, I have two, I have one for the personal finances that I mentioned that you can use to really help to figure out, you know, what is that amount you'd need to make personally to get paid from the business. The second one that I have is a very simple spreadsheet. It's already set up and it shows you from month to month, you enter in your income and expenses for the business. It will do all the rest of the calculations and then you can see what that looks like. So let's say if you don't have a bookkeeping system in place, that is so, so important that that can help you there. You don't need to, you know, use an accounting system. Honestly, that's way more tricky that you can use a, a good spreadsheet for quite a while in your business. And I would say to start there with like those two types of tools and really just take little actions, but allow yourself to feel really good about just doing like small steps. But what I would say is to honestly, if you're feeling really disorganized, I would try to honestly work on your finances about three times a week in very small amounts. I don't want anyone thinking about doing this for one to two hours because honestly, that feels daunting. It feels like too much and you will not do it. I tell my clients you will win with your money in 15 minute time blocks, basically. So that's something where I would love for you to, you know, book into your schedule three times a week, working on your money for 15 minutes a time, because it feels doable. And everyone can do something for 15 minutes, like it's easy to scroll on your phone. So you can really think about just doing this in really small amounts. And, you know, if you just want to start on personal first and get more organized there, a huge thing is understanding when do your expenses actually come out of your account? So that's one of the one of the things that you can do is first just figure out what are the dates so you know what's even coming up. For some people, when you're doing that, you could open up your online account. You can see what those dates are, looking at your checking account, and then also, you know, your credit cards. And then you can go ahead and put in Google Calendar when the next one is, and then you can create a recurring basically event. So you know, ahead of time, you can see for the rest of the year, when those expenses are coming out, and you only have to do it once, you make it recurring. So that's another really important thing is just not feeling blindsided about what's coming up. So I we don't have a lot of time to dive into it in this episode. But timing of your money is very important. So knowing when do those personal expenses come out? And when do those business ones? And like I said, you can just automate that in Google Calendar. And you can look and you can see when that is happening in regards to your client payments or business income coming in. That is so genius. Never thought of that. I love that idea. Like just a simple Google scheduling your expenses and when they're coming due so you're not blindsided. That's just genius, Mandy. Gold, pure gold. Real quick, want to make sure that you sign up for my upcoming free three-day workshop called Three Secrets to Scaling Your Business and Building Your Dream Team. So you can get more time, make more money with more sanity and success. This is going to happen February the 6th. So just go to CEO Secrets training.com that secrets with an s and hope to see you there all right back to our conversation okay now i can guess what you might say but i have a lot of listeners who have adhd as many entrepreneurs do so what if they push back against what you're saying right now like i just can't do this stuff my my brain is not wired for it Yes. So I have ADHD and I work with a lot of clients who have it as well. And the first thing that I'm actually going to say is you need to be very careful about your wording because I find when it comes to things like ADHD, disorganization, um, having a hard time focusing, 
that we also can get so caught in that identity that we allow it to stop ourselves from even taking that action. So really being careful of identifying with it. So yes, it is something that um, does affect me, but I'm not going to say I have ADHD because I'm really take like I try to be very careful about that because then that's really taking on that identity. So it's something where I want to know if a client has those types of symptoms and struggles with it because it's really good for me to know they're probably just going to need some more support and that's okay. So just be careful what you tell yourself. For example, like I'm bad with numbers. I'm bad with money. Don't say that because you're taking on that identity. Say, you know, I'm becoming better with my money because a lot of times when people that, you know, have symptoms of ADHD, they will feel like they're irresponsible with money. The longer that you say that, the more that your beliefs, habits and actions are going to follow from there. So I would love for you to just start saying, you know what, I have this and I can excel because you can manage a lot of things at once. And the more that you dive into this, the easier it is going to be to get better at it. And like, I know, for example, because this is something that I deal with in my life, that there's certain areas of my business that I excel in because of this, because I, you know, I get those spurts of energy and that extreme focus in certain areas. So that's something to keep in mind is just be careful of your wording and tell yourself when it comes to um, ADHD, you just need to break it down more. That's a huge thing where a lot of stuff you'll read online about finances, it makes it sound so dang simple that then anyone who this is tougher for them, it's really hard to implement. So when I work with clients, I like to break it down as much as possible. So instead of something being just one goal or one thing, I'll have them do basically like five steps and they can feel good about it all along the way. So that's something I want to think about is for your brain, it feels harder to do because it feels like this big thing. And it's, that makes it easy to procrastinate. So break it down as much as you can. So for example, instead of just thinking about like, oh my God, like I need to you know, separate my business and personal. The first thing is just going ahead and opening up a business bank account. So first, you know, researching, you can look into, for example, you know, um, Chase, Bank of America, pick a couple, look into it. Don't do, do some research, but don't keep doing research forever. Then just open up the account. Like take it step by step and then work on slowly doing that transition Instead of just thinking like, this is such a massive thing. Where do I even begin? Love that. And um, also, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know when I was looking at business bank accounts, I learned that because I wanted to open up multiple and like one for taxes, one for profits, yada, yada. And Chase would not offer me free checking. Uh, and then I was advised that a lot of the smaller local banks will let you, you know, have free checking with you know, less fees or no fees or whatever. And that was just a matter of making a couple of phone calls. I ended up in, in Cleveland at Dollar Bank, uh, which I've been very happy with. So for whatever that's worth. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of credit unions that are really fantastic. I just want to add one more thing when it comes to the ADHD side is not trying to remember this all in your head. So I want everyone to tell themselves that organization is absolutely your friend and just breaking it down to get organized because there's a lot of stuff that you can get systems in place to then not have to try and remember that every single month on your own. So for example, setting up Google reminders to tell you like, so I love numbers. I love numbers. I love diving into my money. I love everything about it. And yet I still have a Google reminder to tell me on the 1st and the 15th, and in my calendar, it's the very first thing on those days to pay myself, to pay my team, to make sure I've finished up anything for the month, to update my net worth from the previous month. 
And this, I'm someone who loves it and does it every single time. And I still have automated reminders to remind me of this. So I do not forget. So I want you to tell yourself that you can get organized on the front end. And that will save you so much time going forward because you're not Because the big thing that I see is the anxiety of forgetting things. Even, for example, like if you have credit card debt, automating just a little bit more than your minimum payment so you don't miss it because that will greatly affect your credit score. But you only have to do that once. So really think, what can you do on the front end? Get it into your calendar. And if that's not something you're not great at, just start getting, just do literally only one thing and then just keep building on that. Ask yourself, like, what is one thing that I can kind of automate for organization to make it easier to remind me to do these things. And if you need to put multiple reminders, maybe you put it on one day and then you put it on other days in case that day was crazy busy. Anything, I am a huge fan of Google Calendar and everything you can automate in there to give you as many reminders as possible. If you use something like Asana, you can assign things in there. I've got inside of Asana, I have a whole card, I guess, that is just financial stuff where I have everything in there. So I don't constantly have to go look for those links and those places And it is so easy for me to find everything there. I love that. And speaking of tools, I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, our listeners here are are very geeky and they they love to geek out on on tools. Do you have a favorite accounting software that you use um, that you recommend beyond the free Google tools or any other tools that we haven't talked about? Yeah, so I will say I'm not a huge fan of apps because I find that they actually take a like financial apps where people are like, oh, I'll help this to use, you know, for budgeting. I find that they really take a very almost, so when I'm, I'm speaking right now from the lens of your personal finances for this, they take a lot more of like a tracking standpoint, which can feel like it's doing something, but it's never, ever planning ahead. And that's something I just want to distinguish here is the difference between like tracking and cash flow management. We're not going to dive into that here, but I just want to say, make sure that you're looking at your money coming up like three months from now. And this is something that this takes time to work towards. So what I'm sharing here is really just a goal to keep this in the back of your mind to work towards this. Um, So I don't have any for the personal finance side. I will say when you have a a bookkeeper that using zero, so it's actually uh, X-E-R-O, that is great accounting software when it comes to especially online coaches and business owners it works quite well with paypal and stripe and i actually prefer that over quickbooks i will also say don't go down this road on your own (laughs) this is something you absolutely it's a great business expense to have someone else set it up for you and either to do your bookkeeping or to teach you how to do it but don't try and do this on your own because it can get complicated really fast and that can feel overwhelming that I'd rather have you basically go from using a a good spreadsheet to then someone doing your bookkeeping for you is a really great way to go. But that is an awesome option. And let's say you do want to hire a bookkeeper now or in the future, you could ask them if they're trained in that software or not. Love it. Um, What does it look like, Mandy, to work with you in your business? Like what, how do you help people? Do you do coaching? Like, tell me, because I don't even know. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I do. When I work with entrepreneurs, I work with them both on the personal and business side. It's a big thing. I won't work with someone just on one because it's where I see it's a huge lacking area. So, you know, accountants, they only help you really on the business side and there's no help to to figure out anything on the personal side. So when I work with entrepreneurs, I'm helping them on the cash flow management side of both their business and personal to really tie everything together that they want to do. So for example, being able to pay themselves consistently, it's probably going to start off slower and it's going to build up to be a bigger amount over time to make sure that, you know, their business expenses are paid, that, you know, their, their team's paid or being able to bring on a team and then also tying in the tax portion. So accountants, 
definitely I'll tell everyone here, get a good accountant, interview them. That is something you absolutely can do and make sure that they feel like they're going to be a fit to grow with you and that you don't feel that you feel like you can be really honest with them. So that's what I'll say. Have a great accountant, have them do your taxes. I love numbers and I'll never do my own taxes. That's a great business expense. So they will help you to know what to pay in taxes. But what I will say is I see a lot of entrepreneurs, they know what to pay, but they don't know how to save for that on a monthly basis, um, what that looks like. And that can feel so overwhelming. So that's a big piece that's missed on the accountant side because that's not what they do. So I help my clients also to make sure that they have money set aside for taxes. So it's really tying in them getting paid, the business, their taxes, and being able to, you know, keep scaling and growing their business going forward. So I mostly work with clients one-on-one. I will be doing a group program in the future. And then for people who aren't quite ready to work with someone at a higher level, maybe, you know, cash flow wise, you don't have as much coming in the door yet. I have a monthly program called my bookkeeping implementation bootcamp where you show up and it is, it's not just show up and learn, it's show up and work on the stuff that you've been avoiding that's difficult to do. And, uh, and then you know that you're on top of the numbers every single month, but you weren't quite ready for one-on-one, but yet all of that is taken care of. So those are really the two ways that, that you can work with me. Fantastic. All right. Well, before we go, is there anything that I missed that I should have asked you that, that might benefit our listeners? Yeah. One of the things I'd love to talk about is a little bit about making smart business investments and how do you evaluate that? Because every single, you know, the person listening here, there are so many priorities of where your money can go in business and it can be very challenging to figure that out. I know for the, the first at least two and a half to three years of my business, that was not easy because like everyone knows that in the beginning, you really are taking spaghetti and just seeing what sticks. So I will say in the beginning, there's so much trial and error, but then there also gets to a point where what I want you to do is to take a step back and to reflect on the investments that you have made and what you felt like was really worth it and what wasn't. And I think that that is so fantastic because it will strengthen your intuition for going forward. What are the best ways to make investments in your business? You know, what that looks like for hiring coaches, programs, getting systems into place, all sorts of things like that. And really asking yourself, because there can be lots of different things that you want to put money towards. I think one of the best things to ask yourself is, what do I need in this season of life? So for example, sometimes, you know, um, I see a lot of people where they just still keep investing, you know, in business mentors, which is great, but not realizing that, you know, maybe if they had some systems and automations in place, oh my God, if they got things more organized, they would have more money coming in. Uh, Because I do see when people feel disorganized, that clients have literally opened up to me and they say, of course, I want to make more money. But until I'm organized, it feels like a disaster. And I'm afraid clients aren't going to feel taken care of and that balls are going to be dropped. So they're literally blocking money coming in. So, you know, a business coach who just works on marketing really isn't, or on sales, isn't really going to help them with that. So really seeing like, what do you need in this season of life? I know a big thing for me was I knew that I needed to, um, this would have been a few months ago. I had found Jen on a podcast and I heard her. I looked at her sales page once. I looked her up on Instagram for probably less than two minutes. I'd never heard of Jen previously. And in as soon as I seen her sales page, I knew that she was exactly what I'd been looking for for a year because I worked with a few people on hiring, but I still felt like there was missing so many systems. And I'm a very systems person. And I knew that the next hire I brought on, I wanted to make sure that this person, I did everything I could to have them with me for years. And that was exactly what I needed. I did not need another person helping me with sales marketing. And that has made a massive difference because all of the things that have happened in the past month 
because now I have my energy freed up. Oh my God, it is, it is crazy. So really thinking about what is it specifically you need and who has that expertise and really just asking yourself and making sure that you're not making business investments from scarcity because that's so common. I will admit I'm speaking from personal experience that I kept hiring people because, you know, I felt like they were going to be that thing that opened the floodgates. And I finally realized like, no, that thing is me. And so now I hire mentors very, very differently than what I did previously. I also work with very different people and I feel like I get a much greater ROI and my business profit has massively grown. And that's something that when a lot of entrepreneurs come to me, they're really like, they're like, oh, this feels intuitively like the next step. But they really honestly need to take just a step back to reflect on what has been working, what hasn't worked and, and seeing why are they doing it? Because one of my clients, she was paying for PR each month and it was quite a bit. And I, I did not see the cash flow coming in from it. And so I asked her about it and we dove deeper and she's like, honestly, it really, it, it just feels good to my ego to say, you know, I have PR and it was really great for her to have that awareness to realize, you know what, she could redirect her money and actually have money coming in the door instead of just, you know, from the outside, it looks great, but but not getting any more clients from it. So really just making sure you're coming from the right space of what you need. And it's, you know, not coming from a place of, of scarcity or ego and just being really honest with yourself, because when you can do this, holy cow, will your business investments um, pay off a lot more. And then of course you're going to feel better about it. Oh, such good stuff. Uh, really great advice. I love this. And I'm glad that you've had such success with your new team and I'm guessing on your podcast, you talk a lot about a lot of this stuff. Yes. Yes. I, I talk about a lot of things that are very strategy based. So you can literally stop the podcast episodes. You can take notes about, you know, breaking stuff down step by step. I also talk about the emotional side because that is a huge component is you can know everything under the sun and not be taking action or not doing the things you need to do because of how you're feeling. So I share very openly that I've had a lot of clients that have come to me that are accountants, financial advisors, and bookkeepers who actually have either, you know, quote unquote, more financial schooling than I do, but are still struggling with their money because it's not just about the logic side. Um, it's also very much so about the emotional side. So I really like sharing that so clients will understand that there's two very distinct areas you need to dive into the logical and the strategic. And then in that there's the personal and business. And then there's also the emotional side. So the, the podcast really focuses on those two different aspects. Yes. I love it. Well, we got to say the name of the podcast. It's called Intentionally Wealthy. And you know what's so great, Mandy, is that what I love in your work and that what you're doing is that you're really removing all of the shame. Because let's be honest, there really is so much shame in, in, in all of this. Like Because, you know, and I hear it all the time. It doesn't come out in our first conversation. But, but later it's like, oh, you know, I'm not good with money. I'm not good with finances. Um, I think I'm making money, but at the end of the year, there's really nothing to show for it. And just really like apologizing all over themselves and feeling a lot of shame. And, um, and I've always identified myself as like not a numbers person. I'm over that now. Um, but after a lot of work, you know, I mean, it took... <laughs> It, it took a lot of work, but to say, you know, I'm not a math person, I'm not a numbers person, and then just stick my head in the sand. And I, I think you're taking that shame away, and which is so empowering and so necessary. So thank you for your for your work. So folks, if you want more of Mandy, make sure and follow her on Instagram. Her handle is intentionally wealthy 
co like co uh, and again her podcast is intentionally wealthy mandy this has been so wonderful so informative come back anytime thank you thank you so much for having me